welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to the Built Different Podcast. This is the first episode of the high and inside edition to the podcast. I'm going to be joined by three co-hosts who are going to be sure to bring the heat. They're definitely built different, I'll tell you that much. And you're going you're gonna to see a cut, all of them in a moment here. Uh, so let's meet the crew, starting with me. My name is obviously Thomas Saxby. Well, not obviously, but my name is Thomas Saxby. Favorite team? Washington Nationals, we're currently the best team in the league right now. We're, uh, I'm checking out those prospects. Uh, favorite <laughs> baseball moment? Definitely winning the World Series. I mean, what other moment is there to really talk about in the, in the Nationals history besides that one? The one. Uh, favorite ball player now? Papa Julio, Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> and favorite player then? Alex Rodriguez. All right. So, Ricky, what's up? Introduce yourself, man. What's happening, y'all? It's uh, Ricky Mickey II. It's a play on my real name. We'll get into that later. I'm not fighting no cases, but, you know, that's just a thing I like to, you know, throw out there. Favorite team is the gang, the evil empire. You can cue the Darth Vader music. You already know what it is. It's the Yanks. Um, I'll get it in a little later. Um, favorite player of all time? Um... It, it may seem wild. Well, well, not 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 all time. Favorite, favorite player currently is my boy Shohei. Just what what can you say about the man? I, I we all never seen anything like him. I could I could wax poetic about the man all day all night. Pause. Um, favorite player all time is Alex Rodriguez. Same thing. Same thing. And um, yeah, man, my favorite uh, baseball moment. I know I did it in a little different order. Um, was when Derek Jeter hit that home run and um, the 12-year-old caught it. Well, he hit that double and that 12-year-old caught it and made it a home run. Um, I believe it was against the Orioles. Tony Tarasco was mad as hell. Oh, well, hopefully he got over it. And I'm here, man. BDP gang. Let's go. Sounds good, Ricky. I'll take it over. There's only one problem. I'm a fan of the better team in New York right now. It's Thomas Wolforce, Wolfie coming at you guys. Mets fan here. Papa's Mets fan, Mama's Mets fan, Brother's Mets fan, so I'm a Mets fan. That being said, I love all baseball. My favorite player currently is actually Max Scherzer. Funny thing is he's actually been my favorite player since years past. Now that he's on the Mets, even better. My all-time favorite player is Griffey was up there, but I actually think I'm going to go with the great Bambino, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is actually one of my favorite players ever. That being said, too, my favorite moment is going to actually go back to the Mets. 2015, August, Mets are going to go to the World Series that year, but we didn't know that at the time. We're playing the Nationals, Saxby, your team. Grandy comes up, home run, barely gets into the dugout. Murphy, home run, barely gets into the dugout. Cespedes single. Due to home run, I was there in person. It was mm. great. But you know what? Oh, wow. The Mets fans also like one other team right now. Twitter battle going on, and that's with the Red Sox. And I think the best person to take that over is you, Chris. Chris White, a.k.a. Not-So-White Chris. That's the tag on the social. Um, I'm also from New York, but I'm from upstate New York. So I'm a Red Sox fan. Favorite time, favorite moment of all time. 2018 World Series, Game 1, 
Sale Kershaw. I was in section 13. Hmm. Versus Kershaw got rocked. Pinch hit Devers for Eduardo Nunez. Eduardo Nunez hits the golf swing. Home run to, to win the game. Best moment hmm. of my life. Hmm. Favorite play of all time? Manny Ramirez. Legend. Current best player? I'd say Xander Bogarts. And I will also say that if the Red Sox trade him, I'll be very disappointed if they don't sign him as well. I'll be very disappointed. I was disappointed in Mookie Betts being, you know, just given to Dodgers. But what I'll also say is I'm kind of disappointed yeah, I'll trade that Saxby. Instead. Don't worry. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of upset that Saxby just gave up on his, his favorite players of all time. We all thought it was Soto. And then now it's now it's rugged, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, first off, let, let's all give a round of applause to Chris's outfit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Came oh, in yeah. clutch. Jeez Louise. This is it. You can't go back now. This is it. So what I'm gonna say, you know, let's just get right down to it. Steroids or no steroids? Ricky. Uh, yes and a no, bro. And I say that because, um, I mean, considering we all were of youth during the steroid era and how much joy it brought all of us, like, I mean, we could talk about Maguire and Sosa and all the known ones, but I'm talking like Geronimo Barrera out of nowhere hitting 36 home runs, Brady Anderson's 50, like Luis Gonzalez 57, like. It was just a crazy moment in time where it was like, you don't know who was going off. Ken Caminiti, God rest his soul. Like, it was just a while ever. And I'm sure the pitches were also juicing too. Now, at that same token, it's a double-edged sword because I got burned by a motherfucker on steroids during the <laughs> the Diamondback uh, Yankees World Series when, of all things, the guy on juice hits a dinky dunk base hit over Derek Jeter's head over on Mariano Rivera like you, you couldn't play out the bullshit more like if anything hit a 500 foot home run you know what I'm saying man up don't hit no 30 mile per hour exit velocity like pitch over my man's head and and then oh th then great counsel coming in running in crying and folding his arms over his teammate like a little bitch like ugh Disgusting. So yeah, I got I got a I got a love hate relationship with steroids, but I'm I, I guess for the most part I'm cool with it. Like the chicks dig the long ball. Sweet. All right. So my opinion: steroids or no steroids? I say steroids all the way, baby. Now here, here's why I say that. Here's why I don't really mean you know let's sit here and take steroids. Everyone should take steroids, but we have to we have to understand what. PEDs really gave this sport, and that is another chance. Let's let's be realistic here. Now, baseball was turning into what everyone, well, not everyone, but what half the world says today, very boring, hard to get into. But during those times, it was worse. It was a lot worse. Baseball, I think, was on the verge of going, you know, not extinct, but, you know, out of business, maybe in some in some way, shape, or form. But then you had guys whose arms were bigger than my entire body. You had Barry Bonds. You had, um, you know, Mark McGuire. You had Sammy Sosa. We, we all remember those battles um, between those two. We had Barry Bonds just shitting on every pitch that came his way. 
or he was walked, especially with the bases loaded, he was getting walked. How is that not entertaining? J- Jason so, Giambi looked like this in his jersey, like literally. And you know, <laughs> think about what it gave us. It gave us like look at some of these names that have taken steroids and gotten caught, like Francisco Cervelli, uh, Cameron Maiden, you know, Henry Mejia. Um, you know, all those wow, big yeah. names. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> but it really Giants in the game. It's like we had angry ass Alex Rodriguez getting punched in the face by Jason Veritek, and we had like, you know, epic meltdowns. We had Roger Clemens throwing broken bats at people. We had <laughs> Barry Bonds literally going to court to tell everyone that he didn't take steroids when everybody in the world knew it was true. It was just it was entertaining. It gave baseball life again. I, I can't and come on, fifty home runs from guys like I don't know, name name an irrelevant guy again, Ricky. Brady Anderson. Fifty home runs from someone named Brandy uh, Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson, epic. dog. Like what the <laughs> Brody? It's that epic. Was crazy. It's yeah, great yeah. to see. It was great TV. And now now obviously it wouldn't be a good thing because there's suspensions and stuff in place now. But nonetheless, it gave me two of my favorite players of all time, Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez. Um, Alex Rodriguez, the most popular dickhead of all time, and then Manny Ramirez, he just wanted to play baseball and he just wanted to be good at it forever. So, oh, yeah. That, that's you what I got. What I think you're up next. Do you know what Wolf? that was? Do you know what that was real quick? This? That's Alex Rodriguez. Slapping, <laughs> slapping the ball out of the glove. <laughs> oh, geez Louise. I'm going to come that, in and be the... Uh, that had to have been the words. <laughs> I, I was going to be kind of in the middle here because I do hear what you're saying, Saxby, and I agree with that. If you're going to let it go, let it go. But I'm actually going to come on with the iron fist on the other side. I'm Uh-oh. actually going to be against steroids in play. The only time I'll actually say steroids or HGH or anything around that sort of substance that should be legal is if someone's actually trying to heal themselves. Because then it's actually almost mm. kind of recommended by a doctor. You can get some sort of injection, some sort of cream, something to help you actually heal better to get back. Now, Andy what Pettit. Robinson Cano as an example, I, I know you're going to come there. I know Yankee fan over there. But I don't know if everybody that's actually done it has done it in the legal way. But if someone, say, like DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in baseball, is hurt, if there's some sort of substance that he can put on his shoulder, his arm, that actually makes him feel better, a little injection that right now might not be legal, that I'm okay for. The only reason I'm not okay for necessarily the injections for legal use or steroids or pills or whatever is because if you have someone like Aaron Judge uh, hitting almost 66 home runs about to break Roger Maris's record if he could do it at the end of the season on pace for it, it's like someone you take Barry Bonds. Don't get me wrong, great player. He was actually a Hall of Famer before he started taking steroids. It kind of takes away from the players that can do it in a natural way. So it's not. I'm not saying I'm not against it. If the whole league came, if the whole league, kind of like the DH, I'm a National League fan. They came and said, "All right, that's a thing," in a safe medical way. I'm good for it. But in the long run, like I, I kind of like with every sport, I'd rather keep the substance out of it unless there's an absolute need for that to like if batters can't actually catch up catch up to a fastball then i can understand it but for right now i'm gonna take the hard fist and say no to steroids with that being said chris 
you started it off, so take it away for the end. And I'll just say, Everth Cabrera disagrees with you, Wolfie. Because, so, oh my god. Yeah, I think half of the that like, is a potential name. Hall of Famers disagree with me. So. Rafael Palmeiro right now is like Alex Rodriguez is like <laughs> <laughs> pointing his finger somewhere. Dude, I mean, but what about like, P. Rose? P. Rose, P. Rose so cheated like... a different way and, and he got penalized for it. Good call. Oh, I free like that man. Just... No, lock him up mean, in real man. life, but free that man. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I'm going to say, all right, here's my thing. I'm kind of on both sides. I would say, one, if you say no steroids, but then you still want to – I'm just going to just kind of go off of what you guys said, okay? I'm just, just going to switch it up here. So, Wolfie, you said that if if a player was injured, you would let them use steroids, right? But that then creates an uneven playing field. So what if that player then, you know, just keeps continuing to use steroids under the under radar, but he's like, you know, I just came back from this injury, and then, you know, that that could just be one cycle that the player uses it. But on the other side, I'm saying if you have steroids, you have to just make it an even playing field. Pitchers, catchers, whatever position they play, they should be able to use it. But you have to you have to regulate it. Like you have to, you know, only able to use it during the off season or something. But if you do that, you also have to change the change the rules of the game, right? Because suddenly the pitcher is way too close to people who are juiced up. The balls are they're throwing the balls faster than ever. A lot of the the average velocity is increased. So, One ten. So what happens then? Oh, you know, nah, like, we ain't do you, never get that. Do you that. put do you put the pitchers behind one of those L's? You know the L the L screens. You put the that just hurt my L arm. And you just like <laughs> like what? Like that's that's the danger in it. So I don't I no nah, because if they ever introduced an L screen, I would be I'd laugh my ass off forever. The L screen. No, for I real. mean, but then if if you also had the L screen, you'd have to bring in you'd have to bring in you know you bring the you bring the pitcher back probably. I don't know. You go to ten feet, maybe the, ten like feet, an seven feet. An extra, an extra player. You make. You'd have to get the stadiums to be probably bigger, so that way, you know, a home <laughs> run is is now minimum four twenty five or whatever the case may be. I don't yeah. know. You know, that's yeah, they would yeah, have to be no. a lot. Of, a lot of change would have to happen. So in that case, mm -hmm. I would never say that steroids would ever be legal because. <laughs> how how the how everyone has just evolved like the athletes are more athletic than they were 20 years ago and we see it all across the sports right can we all agree there so oh yeah i don't know i i rather than pick a side of no steroids or steroids i would just say you know there'll probably never be a time where steroids are completely legal and if baseball if baseball was open to that it'd be some crazy ass shit hmm there yeah, you that, I'm just going back to Thomas. It took him about 110. That made my elbow hurt just hearing that shit. Oh my god! That, that, I, I need Thomas from hearing that shit. I know we're gonna we're gonna come back to the subject, but I'm just gonna say one more thing, right? And maybe this will get you guys to believe in steroids. Think about D Gordon. Are we all thinking about D Gordon? Slap now, it. Think about yep. think about D Gordon He's hitting strange Gordon to you, sir. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> now imagine him with fifty home runs. Isn't that amazing? That's a little it's disgusting. It's almost too amazing. <laughs> I probably would get a thirty for thirty. Or <laughs> get like. I, think I would weighed... say, sir, are you going to live past the age of fifty? I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if that happens, he... though, there's still players that don't take steroids after all. 
Like, you know, there's just some, like, let's not even talk about COVID, but look at the vaccine. Some, most, some of the players in the Royals couldn't go to the, I mean, each team's had that case where they've gone to Toronto and they haven't had players come, but, you know, who's to say if there was steroids legally across the, like, you know, as a rule that they could use it, who would actually use it versus who would use it, you know, but then again, imagine Aaron Judge on steroids this year. No, nah, that's that's insane. The the only thing I you know what I just thought about this like steroids that D Gordon imagination I had was crazy. I'm like, yo, he had to weigh 150. How he gonna hit 50? That's insane. <laughs> but I'm like, what if we found out Ichiro was on roids? That would break my heart a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. It would break my heart a little bit. It would break Ichiro my heart on a steroids bit. is a funny ass imagination. Because <laughs> he might. Honestly, it's scary. He would probably be a person to hit a hundred home runs because of the contact he made with the ball. So. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It'd be like, a different story. But let's. Get, go ahead. He'd probably get a thousand doubles too. Just if <laughs> you know what I mean. If he's not hitting home runs, like he's gap to gap all the time, like all day, and then he's stealing. I don't know how many bases. On the top of that, he probably menu. He probably create the greatest baseball player to ever live, in a lab. If he was a juice up, his arm would be better. Uh, that's. Oh my gosh! I didn't think about that part. Oh my. All right. On that on that note, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back live here in the studio, four different studios, whatever you want to call it. And we're here to talk this time about the trade deadline. So we're going to go around the horn and we're going to pick two winners and two losers, but we're going to exclude the Padres because we're going to talk about that, sadly, in a second. So <laughs> we'll go first with the, the two teams that I think are winners. The first one being the Seattle Mariners. Now, the reason why I say the Seattle Mariners is because, obviously, Luis Castillo. And that's really what they needed to do was get a top starting pitcher. They needed to add some, damn, it's weird that I'm calling Luis Castillo a veteran. But, yeah, they needed, like, a veteran arm that's, that's pitched for a little bit and also a guy that can show up in big games. I'm not... Uh, he played for the Reds, so he didn't play too many big games. But from what I remember, he did have a lot of uh, good performances against good teams. And I think that's exactly what the Mariners need. They need one more arm. They got it. And so far, he's, he's doing, doing the job. And the other winner, um, I know a few of you won't agree with me, but I'm taking the New York Yankees. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. You can't play Aaron Hicks at all. You you just can't. I'm sorry. I'm like, if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm putting the big X up on Aaron Hicks. <laughs> the Aaron Hicks era is over. You guys need Harrison Bader. When he comes back, I'm pretty positive Yankees fans are going to be very thankful that they got him in the first place. And I know I think he's dealing with plantar fasciitis, whatever the case may be. He's going to be back, and he's going to be good for the Yankees. I understand you guys got rid of one of your – starting pitchers, but think of who you just got. You got Frankie Monta. You guys needed a dog in that in that starting rotation because it's just 
it's Garrett Cole and injured Severino and a bunch of guys that are three through five guys, but you need another eight. Oh, and Cortez. I always forget about Cortez. But you guys needed another guy that could come in and scare the shit out of whoever he's facing, and that's Montage. He, like, he, he speaking of steroids, he got popped for steroids at one point in time. He's a dog. Oh, shit. Um, oh, anyway, my God. I think he's as, for the, as for the losers, the Milwaukee Brewers are number one. You're contending for a whole division title, and you basically kind of gave away the deadline. I mean, I think we can all agree with that, that the Brewers completely just, they're just like, whatever. Just mm. take hater. <laughs> whatever. Um, I mean, they, they got Taylor Rogers in return, but are we really going to sit here and say you'd rather have Taylor Rogers over Josh Hader? Um, so I don't know. I think for, for a team that's competing for a division title, I think they should have done way more. At least make one big splash. Huge splash. And the other one is the Astros. I, I I don't feel like they did enough. I mean, maybe maybe they didn't maybe they didn't need to do so much. Maybe Trey Mancini is exactly what was the only thing needed. But I think in this Been this dogfight that they're going to be in with the Yankees, I understand the Yankees are struggling, but the Yankees will be fine. They will be back. That is how, what I think. And I think the Astros needed to do more so that they can guarantee the win against the Yankees. And I just don't feel like they did that. But mm. I love Trey Mancini. Mm. All right, Ricky. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's get to my winner. Um, listen, it, to me, it's not even so much about the big moves. To me, it's you want to, you know, you got a baseball team, you got 25, you got 40-man rosters. What you really want is to have a team that could apply death by a thousand cuts. And Wolf is going to love this answer the Mets won the deadline and they did it without adding any big, you know, they, they were linked to Wilson Contreras. They were linked to um, a few of the starting pitches, but for them to go out and identify, yo, we need more pop in this lineup and they go out and get right, right now. He's taking New York by storm. Like Vo, Vogie can get a free drink anywhere, anywhere right now. He's freaking amazing. He fits like he—it's he, almost like he should have always been a Met. Tyler Naquin is another just at bat that just—he's gonna grind you to bits. Like even if he doesn't get on base, it's like he—you gotta—he's a pain. He's a pain. You can't just get rid of him. And to pick up Darren Ruff, who absolutely kills lefties, it's like the platoon between him and Vogie is just—it's it, almost like you made one slugger from left and right, like a, a switch hitting. 50 homer guy or something like that so i think they absolutely won the deadline um i think um i actually like what the astros did um they went out they identified that they needed uh they needed some length in their lineup um my man yuri is not hitting like he did when he won the uh the batting title or even years prior i don't know what happened to him he just fell off a cliff and trades hit the ground running for them and they've also, if I'm not mistaken, they acquired another starting pitcher. Um, was it Jake Odorizzi? No, no, no. Nah, he's he went to the Braves. It'll they traded him. They traded him away. Yeah, they traded him away. They acquired some Smith. other. Yeah, right. And and they needed the uh, absolutely. They needed the the relief more than they needed the starting pitcher because they they're loaded. They go about six deep. Um, <laughs> he's not feeling it. 
Um, Will Smith sucks. Uh, well, <laughs> usually they if, all you got to do is come out if they need to get a a, a big uh, lefty bet out. They don't need him for three outs. They may just need him for one guy, and he's still capable of getting lefties out. You know, righties kill him, but Will Smith is still a dog when it against other sided um, batters against him. So those are my winners, um, excluding the pods, of course. And my losers is where I disagree with you. We, I would have had the Yankees as a winner when we got Montas, when we went and picked up Benny from um, from KC. And um, I was, you know what I mean? I'm, feel, I'm feeling great about myself. I'm like, oh, shit, we, we ready to make this run. And we just totally, maybe I didn't have a pulse on the locker room, but us trading Montgomery for Bader was gut-wrenching for me because the year that Bader was having, all things considered, and he's hurt, we could have gave up less for him. We could have gave them a prospect or something like that, maybe Clark Smith and a few other arms or a bat, whatever they wanted. You know, we could have did a two for three as far as that. Um, I didn't think trading Montgomery was necessary because also I don't have a lot of trust in Seravino. Um, I don't have a lot of trust in Cole. <laughs> so I figured Montas was supposed to add to what we had. And now, you know what I mean? I feel like we made a lateral move. And, you know, plant our fast eye, as you mentioned, for a speed guy bothers me like if we're talking about a big hulking guy that can still get get in there and hit home runs and cool but we need his athleticism and if he's not right then that move is not going to benefit us to really next season so i'm like eh. and then the other loser is the cubs like what the fuck were y'all doing not trading wilson Contreras? like he's a free agent he could have y'all need to replenish that farm it's trash like simply put y'all needed to move him and we all know what happened tonight <laughs> regarding him Thanks to Chris for letting us know what what was the deal with Bold Buddy, and then um yeah I toss it to I toss it to the next one. Um, those, those are my two I, winners and losers. You you severely overrate Jordan Montgomery, but yeah, let's go. <laughs> I severely over. I think Harrison Bader is severely overrated too, to some degree. I mean, you get you get Harrison Bader back healthy, and you got a guy that controls literally the whole center field, so you don't have to play Aaron Judge there ever again. And you also get a guy who has pop in his bat at a very small stadium. Absolutely. And you gave up Jordan Montgomery, who's literally put together, you know, looking at his stats here. He's, there, there isn't a year that, that sit, I sit here and look at and say, Wow, that's a guy I want starting in the postseason. For sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Jordan Montgomery, baby. I, I just don't you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. What what I don't even I don't even think he needs to be over or underrated. What I like is to give a, the ball to a pitcher and know what I'm getting from him. Like with Jordan, I know I'm gonna get my five to six. He's gonna give up two to three. And we can go from there. He's not going to implode. He's very, he's, his metronome is steady. And in the playoffs, that's all I want. I want to know what's going to happen. I, Garrett Cole is a guy that could throw a shutout in the playoffs. And he could also give up eight runs in the first inning. Like, what the, you know what I mean? That bothers me. With Jordan, I knew what I was getting. You know what I mean? And I could move from there. But now, I really don't know. I'm, like, I know what the potential could be for this rotation, but I really don't know what, what's going to happen. And you see what kind of 
I don't know what's going on with us right now. We're kind of imploding at the moment. Uh, Dodger fans are kind of on my dick right now <laughs> over the whole Joey Gallo trade. They really think that's the reason why. I, I'm glad none of you guys are L.A. fans. Like, oh, my God. It, it would be real, like, East Coast, West Coast, Pac Biggie beef right now. Like, I couldn't, I, I'd be sick to death of y'all. But, um... Yeah, man. You, you, you gotta be in you gotta you have to be an insider to know what Montgomery was giving us, man. He was just steady, man. He didn't implode a lot. And that's just listen, man, steady. that that's for sure the truth, but like when I and this this will be my last thought about it. I mean when I when I sit here and I look at the Yankees rotation and I see Garrett Cole, Frankie Montas, Nestor Cortez, and then most likely Luis Severino. Um and then wow, Jameson Tyone. He's a thing. No, um, he's another one that could give me that, seven. That's, that's five right there. That's five right there. That's gonna push Montgomery to number six. And I just it, it was the Yankees needed a starting center fielder that could say that they play center field and it not be Aaron Hicks. We paid, if he's injured for the rest of the year and he sucks, you got it. But well, that's something we're gonna have to wait and see. I feel like we get we we. Paid a dollar for a seventy-five cent candy. Put it that way. Like we 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 gave a little tip. Starting pitching is more important than than a starting center fielder in the playoffs. No one can ever convince me otherwise. I would have put I would have put Benintendi in center if it came down to it. But um, not that I like it that much. That's wicked. Yeah, not that I like that that much, but. I would have, if it came down to it, look, we could have got beta without without including Montgomery. That, that's my only thing. We didn't have to include him in that deal. Yo. Wolfie, you're up, man. All right, so, Ricky, you kind of already took my thunder, so I'm going to kind of package a little things. First off, just <laughs> a quick talk about the Mets, and then I'll package the other two. The Mets, at first, I didn't think won the trade deadline. I mean, there are things I didn't like about it, about the bullpen, but we still did get back Givens for Holderman. Holderman was a good piece, but let's be honest, he only had 19 games pitched. You know, I don't even think he had 18 innings overall. It was just like a start here, and, or a, a relief here and there. Uh, but they have Vogelback now, Naquin now, Ruff now, and all those guys together are first in the MLB in average since acquiring those guys at the DH spot and second in OPS at a 936 OPS. So basically they're just going off and they're playing the matchups where it's one guy hits against righties, one guy hits against lefties, one guy might go in the outfield against lefties like Naquin, Canna might start the next day. So while they might not have went out and got a bullpen piece – they still acquired the bats that they needed to replace J.D. Davis and Dom Smith. Plus, they also get McGill back, May back, and it's kind of helped out with the team so far. Plus, DeGrom coming back, you know, you already had a good starting rotation to begin with, with David Peterson coming in for spot starts. So you didn't really need more pieces like there pitching-wise. And he's been he's been great. I'm actually surprised we kept him. I'm glad we kept him just in case someone goes down. Plus, if you also need a lefty in the bullpen going forward in the playoffs, you have him. Now, so, doesn't that sound familiar? So that, Keeping a, a solid lefty yeah, so, in the right, rotation? So, so think about that for my next point, So or for my later point. But my next win then, my second one overall, but I'll package another team with it, but I'll quick say it. My winner at the trade deadline is actually going to be the Baltimore Orioles, and I'll say why. 
The Baltimore Orioles had two guys, Trey Mancini, which let's be honest, unless they're going to give him a big contract, which they always can do on the offseason coming up or years later. I mean, not a big one, but at least bring him back. They could bring back Trey Mancini. He wasn't going to stay there now. They're, I mean, they could go to the playoffs, but if not, whatever, they can get guys back. So they traded him, got players back. Then they also traded Pablo Lopez, who at times was a starter and didn't work out so well. So they actually turned him into reliever, did great, is having a fantastic season. So let's trade him, bring back prospects. Two players you traded, bring back prospects. But you also had a guy in the bullpen that stepped right up and took over the closer position and is doing lights out as well. Plus, you're also now six games over 500. Third in the division, which is up there. I mean, you're beating, what is it? Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you're tied with, and Boston, you're beating in the division. Mm. Plus, after trading guys and bringing more back. So let's be honest. I think they are one of the winners of the trade deadline. You traded guys away, are still doing better. They were 7-1 and one at one point after these trades. So, yes, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think Baltimore is a winner. Now, to go to the quick two losers, it's the Yankees, I do think, are losers. And I don't mean losers in a bad way. I think they made good moves bringing in Benintendi. But there's two reasons why I think they're losers. They lost out on Luis Castillo. And while I don't want to say Montas is bad, he is a good acquisition. Let's just put that first game aside. We but... never had a chance. And yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, but there was we so much hype around loose. it, and you weren't going to trade those top guys, and you weren't going to trade those top guys for Soto anyway. But that's a different story. So let's not talk about, oh, you know, Soto for or uh, uh, Castillo for Montas, but. They weren't getting that, so you weren't getting the starting pitching that you apparently needed, so you got Montas, whatever. But then you traded Montgomery, and before anybody talks about Hicks or speed or defense, uh, I think people forget LeCastro's there still. (laughs) It was a trade you didn't need to make. It was like someone was like, they offered you like a, you know, like it's like the GM just threw out a, it's like, do you want it? Eh. Okay, we'll take it. It's like, why? You didn't need to do that. Like, okay, you got Benintendi, you got rid of Gallo, but, like, it was just a trade you didn't need to make. So, like, overall, like, did they improve? I guess. Maybe. I mean, if you really break it down. So, we'll talk about that for the losers. And then a quick wrap it up is the Cubs. You also brought it up with the Cubs. But I'm also, since you brought up the Cubs, I'm also going to package the Cubs and Detroit, and I'm also going to package mm. Miami in there as well. These are teams that are out of mm. it. The one team I should actually almost put in the winners is the Reds, because these teams were out of it and didn't trade away. The Reds did. The Pirates actually did, but they kept their good guys. But these teams didn't have like players they needed to keep, and they didn't do anything with them. Soto, I can understand keeping him, but Chafin, um, I mean, Baez, obviously, you're going to keep. Contreras, Hap, uh, even Jesus Aguilar. There's just guys that they had that they could have got rid of, and they just didn't get rid of any of them. And it's like, you know you're out of it. It's like, so, so, like, it's like I said, the Orioles, they actually were kind of in it, got rid of guys, and got better. These teams were not even really in it, kept their guys, are worse, and now have nothing for the next season. 
So mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a very fine line. I know we have more teams in the playoffs, so there's that hope. But at the same time, you also got to be realistic. If you're not getting into the playoffs, if you have teams like Philly and the Braves just knocking over the division and pushing the Miami down, Miami, what are you doing? Trade these guys. So at the end of the day, the teams that didn't trade and should have are the losers, and the teams that traded enough but didn't kill themselves are the winners. So that being said, I don't even know if I would put them in winners or losers, which is the Boston Red Sox. So, Chris, take it away. I mean, I'm just going to say this as a Red Sox fan, definitely losers because we had a chance to make the playoffs this year and you just gave up on the year, you know. But I will say they did do right by Roar. They did do right by Vasquez by trading him to a contender. So, you know, he put in 15 years with the Red Sox. So I think. Forgot about him. That's, that's, I think that's also great for him that they you know they did that for him because i like him as a player i like him as a person um but i would say that honestly my winners the mets everything you guys said obviously you know they added great players but they also kept their their best two prospects they they kept uh alvarez and they they also kept Beatty or patty whatever you say however you say it they kept and both those guys too. and and they also made upgrades so i would say they're they're the big winners i would also say my my second winner would probably be the Reds because they got the Mariners one, three, five, and seven mm-hmm. prospect was it or nine prospect? So, I mean, Luis Castillo, he was good. I don't but... know though because Luis Castillo is he kind moments. of just he he kind of just played that game against the Yankees a few nights ago or last week where it went into the to the extra innings and they both it was the the one no walk off game. I think it was a couple nights ago. The thirteen right? inning game? Yeah, it was a couple nights ago, right? Where they it were like turn a double play. Ago, yeah. That that game had hey, Chris, so much I, so much I, crazy I hype. They also um who is the kid? Tyler uh Mali? Mali or something Mali, like that? Yeah, Mali they, they also I, they also made made the Minnesota deal um to to move him as well. I thought that was smart as well. Good pick. Good pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would um I also think, you know, if you look at that Mariners Yankees game real quick while we're just talking about it, like that was a playoff game. Like the way that that game went into the 13th inning mm. was like and and just the just the announcers, the way that the announcers were were calling the game and like that big the, there was a big double play in the in the extra innings that, you know, the the announcer was going crazy. And so I would say, you know, mm-hmm. I think the Reds the Reds did do well. I, I think both teams did well in that trade. Right, Absolutely. you get Castillo, who's who's now, you know, he's he's in Saxby's gonna Saxby's gonna laugh, but he's he's proven that a small market guy can go to to a, a to contender and and make a run. So I love it. <laughs> um, I do th- I do like what the Reds got back though, and uh, I think my two lose my other loser would be I'm gonna say the Yankees because let's look at what the Dodgers did, right? So maybe I'm picking a third winner, but maybe I'm picking a, a second loser. In the in the Dodgers because look at Joey Gallo, they got him for little to nothing and he is just hitting opposite opposite field home runs now. Like who is this guy? I, I saw a stat right. Whenever Joey Gallo Pick started this year, M D F T B. He a team for, that has for the Joey kids Gallo, that are watching this. <laughs> a team that has Joey Gallo in the starting lineup in 162 games this year would be on pace for 125 wins. Just let that sink in. And that's a little shade at Ricky. So. Um, 
All right, that was uh, that was very extensive. I love that, but we excluded the Padres for a reason. Give me a second. One last thing, though, I think the Dodgers also did make a good trade to get in Martin. So that was also part of the reason why I picked three winners versus, you know, a little shade at Ricky because, you know, Red Sox down mm-hmm. here. So <laughs> got to get, get my humor where I can. I'm a punching bag yeah, right so now. now it's, uh, I'm a first place punching bag. That's crazy. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm the punching bag now, man. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Juan Soto trade and why it gets its own segment and everything. Um, I'll say it's very weird being a Nationals fan. I'm going to to give a review as a Nationals fan. It's Take like, it away. Like, um, of course you guys don't know this. I don't know this either. But imagine you're like a 55-year-old, right? And, like, you, you, get, you get it up. You guys know what I'm talking about. You get it up just enough to do it. But then it's very exciting, but then you can't get it up again for a while after that. And it's just very underwhelming. And that one good moment you had is just drained by not being able to get it up again. And that's how I feel as a Nationals fan. Mm. Um, First and foremost, I loved Juan Soto. I mean, this is a Juan Soto Nationals World Series jersey. Um, But you switched up. No, we really let you slide. You switched up on your favorite player. Like who he said Julio Rodriguez was his favorite player. Julio Rodriguez is my favorite player. Surprised he still even has that Um, But I listen, I still got the Bryce one, I still got Max Scherzer, I still got Trey Turner, I got all those and then that's kind of what I want to talk about. It's like it sucks because we lose Juan Soto and that's the last of a long line of very exciting players that we let go. On the other hand, I don't see an issue with the trade besides the moral aspects of it. Like if you look if you look at this trade and you take away the the fact that it's Juan Soto, which you can't really take away, but if you take away the fact that Juan Soto is a twenty three year old, about to be Babe Ruth, about to break a whole bunch of records and shit, and you just look at it for what it is, players for players, I think the Nationals they, they got Juan Soto's worth. Um, you can't really put a tag on Juan Soto's worth, but getting four first-rounders plus Luke Voigt plus another pitching prospect that's really good was, in my opinion, a win for the Nationals. If you're going to get rid of somebody, we, we messed up when we didn't trade Bryce Harper. We messed up. We had oh. offers for Bryce Harper, and we let him walk. Anthony Rendon, I mean, we won a World Series, but we let him walk. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, I think we got good value out of that and then turns around max scherzer left the dodgers to the mets anyway and who knows what trey turner is going to do this year with the dodgers he's been i think mike Lizzo played this perfectly because he's getting word from the the owners that are selling the team like don't don't be aggressive don't give juan soto 500 million but also don't put it on the owners to trade him and i think we accomplished everything we needed to and in the future if things go well again for the Nationals, and again, I say again because let's think about what the Nationals were before they were the Nationals. They were the Expos. Let me bring you back to a trade when they traded Cliff Lee, Brandon Phillips, and Grady Sizemore to the Indians, who are now the Guardians, for a half year of Bartolo Colon. If I was an Expos fan at that time, I 
probably like I, I I don't know. I probably wouldn't even be a fan of baseball anymore because that's just that's crazy. The Nationals have yet to make a trade like that. I mean, you could look at the Adam Eaton trade, but then you can also put on top of it that Adam Eaton was a big part of the Nationals winning a World Series, which he was after being injured three straight years. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and he ain't done nothing since. If things go well, the Nationals are going to have Keeper Ruiz, who is a switch hitting catcher who does have. I know he only has, I think, six home runs this year, but he does have a lot of pop in that. Bat, I like his bat. You know, mm-hmm. right. And he's a he's a good catcher. Doesn't have a huge arm at catcher, but he knows how to command his pitchers well. We're gonna have Luis Garcia, a phenomenal lefty guy that can play the entirety of the infield. We're gonna have Brady House. He's a dog. C.J. Abrams, uh, basically getting comparisons to Ozzie Smith with just a little bit better of a bat. Um, Robert Hassel III, who is a pure contact hitter, who's also developing power in his bat. Love that. He's hit a lot of runs this year. And then we got Elijah Green, who is literally a physical phenom. And then you got James Wood, who's getting, right now, he's getting comparisons to some of the better sluggers that have played the game. And then you look at the pitching, and you got Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Cade Cavalli, Cole Henry, Jackson Rutledge, Mason Denenberg, Tim Kate, a lot of people. The Nats right now are in a great position. We're going to have the first pick in the draft. I think they're introducing the lottery next year. Hmm. Oh. It sucks, man. My heart's broken. Juan Soto, man. That, that was, that was, that was my guy. I was, um, yeah. I would. Yeah, I switched up. I'll admit it. I, I switched up. You know. I, I would hope they and don't it, introduce sad. a lottery watching next year. Y'all get the fifth. Watching Bryce Harper go, watching Max go, watching Trey go, watching Rendon go, <laughs> watching Jordan Zimmerman go, watching Ian Desmond go. That would be um, And then on top of that, we extended Strasburg and we signed Corbin to a big contract. So we're stuck with those two guys. Whatever. We got a whole bunch of prospects. Let's do it again. Let's go all over again. Whatever. You're, you're up, Ricky. Tell me, tell me about how the Nationals suck. Oh, no, no, no. I was actually going to say, you know, you, you actually can probably fool one contender next season into taking on Steven Strasburg. I, I think that's the next. That's like the last deal to like completely tear it down that's the last pillar that needs to I, be knocked down y'all gotta get Strasburg out I would of there love that, but I think Strasburg's only started six games in the last like two years right three years so I'm saying you you can fool someone in the in the taking him on Prob- probably us I don't know we, we might be <laughs> stupid enough to do to do some shit I like can that. See that but um but uh when you first um any baseball fan, you hear, you, you, you open your phone, it's like Juan Soto got traded. It's like, what the fuck are the Nationals doing? Blah, 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 blah. But I always said, because, you know, I'm a big prospect guy, I only saw about two places him going where the prospect package made sense. And the one of those two teams was the Padres. And what y'all got back was actually more than I originally thought that the... um that you guys were going to be even capable of getting. I thought um I was maybe, scared. I thought I scared. maybe uh San Diego might play a little hardball with y'all, but they actually AJ um said, "You know, no, take take my wife. Like have the house and the dog." Like he he, he gave y'all uh five you say four um four first rounders and and this wood kid was a second rounder. And as you mentioned, um, yeah, they, he's getting Willie McCovey comparisons, like disgusting power. Um, I'm really excited to see what your team could look like, especially in the NL East. 
where Atlanta is just they got a, just a beast of kids. I mean, 25 and under. They probably have the best 25 and under group in, in baseball. Now that this Vaughn Grissom kid just came up. And I, I, he looks capable of doing, pulling off a 30-30 someday. In the same lineup with Ronald Acuna. That's, like, ridiculous. Um, but uh, I think the only way we really take in what this deal does for the San Diego Padres is when Fernando Tatis comes back. Because right now, you know, they're, they're kind of grinding it out. Of course, they got Josh Bell in the deal also. But that lineup is that lineup card, when I look at it, is not sexy. It's not special yet. It's not, it's not fearsome yet. I'm, it, it's not scary. You know, it don't scare me. Um, let's say I want to... Are we talking about with Tatis or without Tatis? No, with Tatis, kind of I'm not scared that of that lineup. We just tilted our head at the same time. We're like, what? No, no, no. Wait, no, so with Tatis in the lineup? In the lineup, they are frightening. But right now, I'm like a good as as they're learning right now. Tatis is like, oh, opposing pitches, you know, you know, good luck. It's like you should have probably waited. You should have said that coupled with know, like, Tatis returning. I'm not scared of the Padres with unless Fernando Tatis is healthy and doing Tatis things. Like he is the most electric player in baseball, and. As much as I love Soto, he's the, the straw that stirs that drink. They get him so, back, then that lineup is like, oh, shit. But right now, nah, pitchers are like, I'll walk Soto, I'll deal with Machado, and the rest of those guys that are hitting, like, their, their OPSs are, like, under 400, 500. These, I mean, I'm exaggerating. But Cronenworth is not having the year that I, I thought he would have after the two years he put together before then. Um, they're relying on Jerickson Profar for production. Will Myers fell off a cliff. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? You can pitch around that lineup. When they get Tatis back, that's when I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Now now you could, now they, they layer a little better. But we got to wait and see. But for as far as both teams, I, I think it's a win-win. I said it when it happened. I was, I was like, no, nah, both clubs are going to benefit. Now, the Padres are going to benefit sooner. But the Nats, they, they, if everything works out with those names you mentioned, and I like more than half of those names you mentioned, and a f- couple of them a lot more than others, yeah, that, that, I know the NL East is going to be a little bit of a beast in the, in the next two, three years. It's going to be a beast again. I mean, save for the Marlins, because I don't, I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> All right, I'll pass it to uh, Crystal Wolf. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, I think it was a smart trade for the Nationals. I mean, let's just say this, even just looking at other teams at the trade deadline, there was that, like, kind of aura going around with Juan Soto and the Nationals that he was done with the team and they were done with him. Whether or not that all-star break rumor was true or they didn't fly him out, Whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, that didn't really matter. But it was time for him to leave, clearly. It's almost like when Contreras with the Cubs, he's hugging Ian Happ in the dugout and they didn't trade him. That's a little (laughs) bit awkward, like, going forward. Oh, my God. That's wild, yeah. (laughs) So, at least, like, these rumors, whether they're true or not, like, it's good. Like, he's gone. But at the same time, with the Nationals' perspective, you didn't keep Scherzer. 
You didn't keep, uh, obviously, Soto. You didn't keep Rendon, Trey, Harper. So clearly they're not going to keep these guys. Whether or not they gave him the offer, once again, same thing with the, you know, other thing we talked about. It's all rumors. But at the end of the day, they got back something. And if you waited longer, the haul is going to be less. Plus, there's also a couple other things they did that even out. They at first were trying to get rid of Corbin's contract. They didn't do that. But at the same time, let's actually think of one thing. They could have took on Hosmer's contract. So Hosmer actually accepting that no trade clause kind of wasn't wow, a bad yeah. thing for them. Because then they would have took on that $39 million for Hosmer, which, let's be honest, they weren't going to need Hosmer over the next three years. Veteran presence. I mean, no, you're paying mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 13 mil for a guy you don't need. So we overrate well, that sometimes. Veteran presence. It's yeah, like... it's exactly. So, and they have Voight there. So if that helps out with that cause, but at the same time, they didn't get rid of Corbin's contract, but they were already paying it. So it's just a watch, but they did mm-hmm. trade Soto. Now on the flip side, the Padres didn't necessarily in my mind actually need to make that move it was a great move to make someone was gonna make it but with tatis and machado and all that look at actually soto in that lineup like i mean it's a great lineup but the team overall just isn't like playing like they should they still can't beat the dodgers they actually haven't clicked since soto's been there their starting pitching is good but compared to like the Braves or the Mets or Houston, dare I even say the Yankees, even trading Montgomery. Like, they actually, like, like Darvish is good. Musgrove is good. Snell's been pretty trash this year. Clevenger's been nothing to brag about. Like, the, Mania actually hasn't been anything to brag about either. He's almost as, like, a four ERA. So, with mm-hmm. the Nationals, or, uh, excuse me, with the Padres, like, they also brought in Hater, who actually hasn't done that well either. It's just for some reason uh, they're not. I was gonna clicking. actually mention. So it's mm-hmm. it's like bringing Soto in and Hatering. Like clearly they're trying, but there's just mm-hmm. so many other holes that it's like. I'll say this. If Hater, if Hater, I mean, I mean, you could say Hater, but let's just take Soto. If Soto went to like Houston or the Dodgers, dare I even say the Yankees or Mets. You could almost guarantee they are going to the World Series with him. We didn't need another Padres, corner outfielder, but yeah. But it's like <laughs> I'm saying they're that close, or at least well, I'm going to say the Yankees because mm. they only have really Houston in their way. So it's kind of like add that, and you're only going against Houston to get to the Got World to. Series. Mets have a little mm-hmm. bit more competition. Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres. But if you add him to like a team that's right there, they go over the edge. The Padres oh, yeah. aren't even there. They're almost, what is it? Uh, they are... S- Jesus, they are 16 games out of first place. I mean, they aren't even yeah. close to first place. It's not like a team oh, yeah. that's like right there, wild card, third place wild card, let's get us in. Like You're talking about you better click if Soto's coming there. And so far they aren't. So at the end of the day, I'm going to say the Nationals won that trade each and every day of the week. If they waited, they would have got less. If they waited, it would have been a problem on the team. Padres, did they need them? 
No, does he help? Obviously, Soto helps any team, but <laughs> at the end of the day, let's just see what happens. So I think he absolutely helps, but uh, oh, absolutely, the lineup is so thin, man. It, it's top heavy. Yep. We're talking about the the when I if we're gonna picture if picture the picture the Padre is like a woman, and I don't want to offend our female listeners, but it's it's it, we're talking about some giant titties, no ass. Like it's it's crazy <laughs> top heavy. Like as soon as you get past the five Whoa. hole, as soon as you get past the five hole, it's 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 weak. It's weak. It's weak. Look, women like women too. Let's stop. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they looking at they looking at what I'm looking at too, man. Come I'm on. gonna say I'm gonna say you got I'm gonna disagree with the six through nine here real quick because I think I think Saxman and I were talking about this last week. You have Cronenworth in the six, right? You have in the seventh Grissom. Right now, you have Kim who's hitting 250 in the eight, and then in the nine, who is the who is the ninth hitter? Probably Profar. If he's not hitting first, they, they first, got Profar leading off. They had, they had, all right, so Profar's for, first. Drury? Drury was six. So you have Drury, you have Cronenworth. Oh, I like him. I forgot so, about that deal. Mm. And he's been hitting crate. He's been hitting home runs. Like, I, I don't, I disagree. I think their lineup is very good. I think the Padres also said, like, this, we're going to make a push for it. And this is the push that we're making. Like, where we have Manny Machado, we have Tatis. Here's our, here's our quote. I saw Soto hit his first home run as a Padre a few nights ago, and it was, it was electric. He did his little, he did his shot. He brought the shuffle back, the shuffle that we saw against Verlander in the, in the World Series, right? So we saw that. I, mean, I don't know if he grabbed his, his, his nuts or anything, but we saw it. We saw the shuffle, and then he hit We're loosening run. up on the so, pod now. Let's go. <laughs> I think, I think, um, so I mean, I, I also think the Nationals win the deal too. So I don't think I think both sides win, to be honest with you. Because let's look at it this way: you you just saw the Braves a few weeks ago sign Austin Riley to ten years, two hundred and twelve million. You offered Soto ten years, four hundred and fourteen million. So like, I think as they go to trade, they go to sell the 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 franchise i think you see the new owners are like okay we got all these prospects we can maybe get an austin riley type deal with one of them and they can keep somebody long term what i'll also say is i i saw um you know the nationals when you walk into the nationals um nationals the, park the name is it this is the pnc what is the national nationals, nationals, nationals park. park so when you, when you walk into nationals <laughs> park you see uh, Swords are holding up the. And, and one more thing is, uh, you have you have guys like Grissom who last year he's he hit 250. You know he's still he's he's only hitting 200 right now. So he with Barely. all those guys coming back, you know the the present maybe he gets a big he gets a big They're lift. And like we said, it's it's only all it's it's we're 10 days into August, 11 days into August. Like we all know mm-hmm. that when September comes, whoever's the hottest is is going to make the run. A lot because if their nine hitter is going to be Grisham, let's not forget that what made Trent Grisham so popular and so over with, you know, the media and why they call him a good baseball player is because he gets on base. So if that's your nine hitter and then Profar gets on base or whether he does or not, and then Soto does his job and then it's going to be, <laughs> pitchers are going to be frightened in a playoff atmosphere with all that stress and all everything that comes with it. I Padres are going to break some hearts. They oh, just yeah. need time. I feel like they, they are really a just scary wild card like, team. 
and and you have you know we've talked about before is you have Blake Snell who's gonna be he's gonna be that guy like he's gonna be your Nathan Avaldi who just comes out and and gives you a, a game six with three innings and a game seven with three innings to to win it like it, of course a know? Red Sox so, comparison you son of a bitch it gotta be a Red Sox it gotta be I a mean Sox. who did who did who gotta did be that who. Who who was that guy for? Who was that guy for the Royals? Who was that guy for the Royals? Madison Bumgarner. Who was who was the guy? Yeah, who was that guy for the Nats? Who was the guy for the Nats when? Patrick Corbin. Yeah, Patrick Corbin. There's always that guy. There's always that guy. And and look at it. Look at it. Both those guys, right? The next, the next two years after that, they had Evaldi as their ace. Their their well, Casale was down, but their ace, right? And look at Corbin this year. He came in as what? He was mm-hmm. your ace, right? Yep. Yep. Well, Spaz <laughs> wasn't gonna be ready, you know. They were almost we in the same situation a little bit. <laughs> ace by default. Yeah. It's, and it sucks because Patrick Corbin, he's like he has the repertoire to fuck the league, he, and he yeah. just doesn't. Yeah, he's I love he's his like, stuff. He's like, um, he's like Robbie, uh, Robbie Ray. He's he's high potential when he's got a good lineup behind him. He, and it, yes, that's that's what's so sad. I like that one better because it's like Patrick Corbin. We got one one really good year out of that contract, but it was a World Series winning year. And then we got Strasburg, who literally went from World Series MVP, oh my God, Strasburg's finally living up to the name, to eight games in three years. I mean, look <laughs> at eight, look at look at Chris Sa- look at Chris Sale, Chris Sale with the the bicycle oh accident last week and his big ass contract. It's they look, dude. I, I hate to say it, but the Red Sox and the Nationals are are going down the same path, man. Like like look at the Red Sox now. They have Chris Sale. They have their Strasburg with Chris Sale when his in, his injuries, and uh, just trading away good players like Mookie Betts. So you know, it's, only it's difference is oh. they got two big big contract pitches. In their rotation, that they don't know what the hell is going on, because with so, Spaz and Core, it's like, oh my god. Here, here's what I'll do. Um, before we go to break, I'm gonna put a gun to everyone's head, not literally, obviously. Um, but who would you guys believe in more in the playoffs, the Blue Jays or the Mariners? And I'll let Ricky. I'll let you go first on this. Okay, okay. Cool. It gotta be a quick answer. Quickly tell us why, and then we're gonna get to Wolfie. All right, nice. Right now. Right or we're gonna go to break. Oh. Um oh that's easy. I ha- I have faith in the Blue Jays. Um and it, no offense to the Mariners, it's just the Blue Jays been there before. Um I still am I mean all year I've been waiting on uh my man Bo Bichette to wake the fuck up. Like he needs to start if he don't have coffee in his diet, he needs to implement it. He that kid needs to wake up. Like he's too talented. Vlad is, Vlad Jr. is already getting it going. Um, Guriel, I think it's hitting over 300. Tiaska is starting to, starting to come around a little bit. Of course, the Merrifield, you know, move. I don't know what's happening with the, um, vaccination thing. Y'all, maybe y'all can let me know. But, uh, yeah, I have more faith in the Blue Jays because they were already there last year. They made these, uh, these additions. And I think at some point we're going to start to see them look like the team that they were last year. Wolf. I'm actually going to go to the opposite side. I'm going to go to the Mariners. And the reason is because I think the Blue Jays have tasted it before. 
But they're not as eager to get there. I mean, they've been good this season. You asked them? You know? Yeah. You asked them? Hey, Vladdy, you hear me? Oh. But anyway, it's just like they have Gosman. I mean, Ryu's hurt this year. Uh, Manoa's good. Barrios. The thing is, Kikuchi. The problem is, is that they just like, I don't think they wanted as much as the Mariners. The Mariners went out, got Luis Castillo. Uh, they got Ty France. J-Rod's going off. It's just like they have so many good players that seem to really want it. And not only that, their franchise seems to want it to where I actually am going to go with the M's. I, I really think the M's just want it more than the Blue Jays. It's not that I think the M's are that much better. It's just like I think they want it more. I think they're Chris, a year away. But, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, ultimately, I think both teams make the make the playoffs because there's, you know, there's three wild card spots now. But I think... But who um, do you believe in more? Who do I? Yeah. I believe in... I would say, I I have to go with the Mariners because you look at the divisions like yeah you have the Astros in the Mariners division but in the against the Blue Jays you have the Rays who are still in contention you have the Yankees who are who are you know not performing right now but they've been very consistent up until now and then you have well the Red Sox are out of contention but you also have the Orioles who mm-hmm. they're right now they're a half game back so. I would say the Mariners, they, you know, they got Castillo. They have Robbie Ray, who we just talked about. They have Gilbert, who some nights he's going to give you four Ks and, and five hits and or get blown up, but some nights he's going to give you seven Ks, seven innings, one hit. You know, I think, um, you know, they have, they have a, a deeper bullpen. I think that mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, they're, they've, Barrios has been just, not what they expected. I think they made a That's lot of That's my guy choices. too. I don't know what's happening. Yo, he same, was he was the same. man. He was the man. Like it's it's really sad to see. You know, I I think, you know, they added Merrifield, but he's uh, Vladdy hasn't been. He's like no pokey last year. No pokey. He's, he went from from MVP to you know is he even right now a, a top one hundred hitter? Like like, I mean, let's not just struck not that even much, but. not even. <laughs> So my marathon. What about you, Saxby? Um, I I wanted to lean towards the Blue Jays, and the reason why is because they have guys like Vladdy and Springer, and Matt Chapman, and you know Tay Oscar. Chapman's but then, you know, I, I, I think more, I, I I sit here and think about the Blue Jays. Wonderful and name. Lineup, and they're suffering from Yankees disease. You'd have to from AL from AL and, and wait AL, and now he's putting now the pull from a from a perspective. To this where, is not your nineties Yankees. This you hear is the not Blue Jays your 90s up there? Yankees. Do you hear this? This is my last pod. Now hear me pod. out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Before you guys say this is a bad take, what have the Yankees suffered from since two thousand nine? Really, since they last won. I could tell you myself. It's that they're a bunch of big ass righties. That's what the Blue Jays are right now. They're just a bunch of big ass righties. And they're pitching, as you guys said, it's like during the regular season, yeah, I would love Gosman, Manoa, Barrios, Kikuchi, but in a playoff situation, Barrios can't keep his his shit together. Gosman can't keep his shit together. Like Kikuchi, I I don't believe in Manoa. He's he's young. Their best 
their best reliever is Jordan Romano. Their second best reliever is Anthony Bass. I just and then I look at the Mariners and you have to like I think they're second behind the Yankees in walk off wins this year. And they've they have that clutch about them. And mind you, they've done all this without Hanniger, without Kyle Lewis. Um, mm, Julio yeah. Rodriguez. Kyle Lewis. I, still I like Hanniger was Hanniger was um, one of their best players. Hanniger was a monster last year. And again, thirty nine homers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and they they got Luis Castillo now, who's gonna go and make you know guys' lives easier. Like maybe Marco Gonzalez is not gonna have to carry so much pressure on him to have such a good start. Um, guys like Flexen, mm-hmm. like that's going to make his job easier. But then let's talk about Robbie Ray, like you guys alluded to. Robbie Ray is sitting there with the whole fucking rotation on his back, and he's not doing good because he's Robbie Ray. I mean, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, in a more comfortable rotation, like he, I think he was in last year in Toronto, in a more comfortable rotation, maybe he performs better. But regardless, if a gun to my head, I think I take the Mariners too. I do trust the Mariners' pen a little more than the Blue Jays. Now that you mention that too, Eric Swanson has been disgusting oh, yeah. Swanson this year. And, uh, He's been what's his name? Filthy uh, this year. They're closer. Seawald. Sea yeah, Paul yeah, from uh. Yeah. From you, you did not look too happy saying his name. Why? How did he end up there? Y'all traded him for what again? Uh, he might have. Maybe he was in the Diaz oh. deal. That's the only thing I could think of that we would have gave Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, you know who wasn't in the deal? Never, never Chris mind. Flex, Chris, Chris Flexen was also in that Great deal. move. So, I'll well, take it, though. I he mean, was dude, a man. They, oh. they both were terrible with us, so we had to get rid of them. So, I mean, I mean, look, Edwin Diaz is looking like, <laughs> looking like... While we go to break. One last thing I want to say. I want to say... To your point about Gosman, Gosman and that whole Giants team last year overperformed. Like you look at them this year, and they're just not the same team they were last year. So Gosman, he he had a good he had a good offense behind him last year. He would go seven innings, six innings. He would give you you know give up some some hits, give give you three give up three runs, two runs, but it was okay because he had he had yeah. an overperforming team behind him last year. He got the big deal. You know, he's he's complacent with being mediocre. I always trust pitchers with a power splitter, though. I think at some point Kevin Gosman is going to get it together. I don't know about the rest. I mean, I think that I think that at some point he's going to get it together. Already happened last year because he was horrible with Baltimore. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Nah, I was arguing with an Oreo fan. He was like, "Yo, he's going to come down to earth," and I, I kind of I ain't believe him, but. He knew something I didn't. Hmm? But all right. On that note, we're going to go to break. And just like that, we're back. We're gonna give we're gonna give you guys a couple of cool things that that we've come up with here to to end the show. Uh, not saying where we're ending it in like ten seconds or anything, but so we're gonna play a game of real or fake, and this is going to be the playoff edition. And again, we're I'm gonna give eight teams. Has to be quick answers. Just are do you do you believe in them or do you not believe in them, and why, or why not? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm going to start with the Orioles, and I'll give my take. 
fake. Now, the reason why I say fake is because I just don't think they're ready yet. I think they are going to tail down here towards the end of the year because they're going to be playing the AL East. And the AL East, they're, 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 they're all going to be in the playoffs. And I think in a race like that, I just don't think the Orioles are going to have enough to keep up with the big dogs. And there's a lot of big dogs in the AL that they're going to have to keep up with. Mm. Ricky? Um, Orioles, fake. And um, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think they, they um, I don't even call it overachieved. I think they found something. They have possibly the best pitching arm in the minors right now in that Rodriguez kid. Um, they have a lot to look forward to next year. Where they, they may even, sw- dare I say, swap with maybe the Rays and the Blue Jays as far as the hierarchy. Um, of course, I always got to worry about Boston doing their thing. I- I'm not just burying y'all, but... Um, as of right now, I think fake respectfully. I'll say it that way. I'll hop in here. Well, you know what? I'm actually going to... I was going to say fake, but I just took a quick look up and behind me in the standings. I'm going to say real. And you know why I'm going to say real? Right now, they are tied with Tampa Bay for third place in the division. If they were what does the that AL, mean? If they were in the AL Central, they would be a game out of first place. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts. With trading (laughs) players. If they didn't trade players, if they actually added on, they are a good team. So it's not that they're fake out of the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. If they added more, could they win the whole thing? No. But to act like they couldn't beat the Twins or the Rays or even Seattle, I mean, they might not sweep them. They might not win the series. But they'll contend. So you know what? I'm gonna say they're actually a real. They're they're a team. They say might not win the no, whole thing, say but they're gonna it, get say in. It. Say contender. You didn't want to. You stop. They, they're they're a contender <laughs> to beat half of the teams to the playoffs. Stand on it. They could easily beat every team in the AL Central. They could yes. beat. They could be in first place in the AL Central. I'll say that. I, and I, and I clearly they are, you. dude. They're six games above 500. The only team that. That would be better than them in the AL Central is one game at 59 wins with the Guardians. They'd be technically mm. with losses a half game. So you know what? Stats don't lie. They're what they are. I'm going to say real. Interesting. Chris. Yeah, Chris. I'm going to say they're real, man. I'm going to say they're real because yeah. they, they also <laughs> have... I they have prospects they can bring up. Like I understand that they gave away a lot of players, but they have prospects to maybe make this push. If you look at the last ten, I want to say they have a better record than the the White Sox. I think the White Sox are five and five in the last ten. I think the the Twins are are the Twins and the White Sox are are right behind the the Orioles right now, right? So you have you have those three teams. I, I think. I think the Orioles have enough to to just keep doing what what they've been doing all year, and that's been overperforming and and kind of just being a dark horse. I'm not saying that they they beat anybody in the playoffs. I think again, you know, with three wild card spots, you you have a you have a, a better chance, and and you know, they they are pound for pound, as the Wolfie said, a better team than than the White Sox, who've been just been underperforming all year. With you know, besides besides Dylan Cease, my most disappointing team in the whole league is them. I, I, I got the Orioles playing spoiler. <laughs> I think the Orioles play spoiler we'll at the there. end of the year. I don't have them making the playoffs, but I have them making other teams unable to make the playoffs. 
<laughs> yeah, but if that comes with the Orioles winning games, then they're going to make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> then we have the Guardians. So real or fake? I'm just gonna go fake. Um, it's it's the, it's the Guardians. That's really all I have to say about that. I mean, I think they can, like Ricky alluded to, for the Orioles. I think they can play spoiler because at the end of the day, they have a lot of pure hitters. Like, oh when yeah. You look at, uh, J Ram, uh, <laughs> Jimenez, everybody. Yeah, really. Everybody. Everybody. When you look at those players, and you look at Owen Miller, and you look at Stephen Kwan, and you look at um, love him, Jimenez, and you look at yeah. I mean, they they have a lot of good hitters, but that's Rosario. Shane Bieber can't carry everything. So I like Aaron, yeah, Aaron Savall. He's solid. He has like a six something ERA. They have a really player. good pen. The Guardians have an excellent bullpen, by the way, but it's not enough. They're, and Cannon they're check. crazy young. They're incredibly young. I don't even think they have one thirty-year-old on that team. I, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They might have one or two. They might have turned thirty this year. Like crazy young team. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say they're fake for the same reason with the Orioles. It's like I'm basically just switching the names here. Um, and I think the Orioles actually have more to make a push than the Guardians, even though that's crazy considering that J-Ram is an MVP candidate. But um, I just don't think they have – I don't – you know what, talent-wise, you, you could argue they have more at the, minor, at the major league level, but they, there's something, you know, missing. And – the Orioles, like I said, they, they're running on, like, propane right now. They're just, I mean, they're not on fire, but as far as their dugout, and je, they have a lot of that je ne sais quoi, as they say. You can't, you can't even say it. You, it's like, it's an intangible thing. Like, they're going to continue to make games tough for teams, but I don't, I don't see the Guardians doing much. I, I call fake. You know, Wolfie, propane. I'm going to say the same thing as you guys, actually. I'm going to go with fake on this one. Surprisingly, you'd be thinking I went with Orioles real. I'm going to go with this real. I just didn't have faith with them in the beginning. The Orioles actually surprised me on how good they played. The Indians, it's just more of that. I don't believe in their division. I think it's hey, the, other, it's the Guardians. It's more, oh, the Guardians. Excuse me. Yes. The Guardians. Uh, it's more that their division's bad. Because I look at it like uh, Orioles have to play Blue Jays. Yankees, Toronto to actually get where they are. Cleveland actually has to play Detroit, White Sox, Royals, even Twins are falling off. So overall, yeah, they have J-Ram. Their starters are doing whatever. A couple good bats, but overall I'm going to say fake. And plus they didn't do anything trade deadline-wise to either improve or weaken their team, so I'm just going to say fake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say real because of the reasons you just said, Wolfie. They're playing against the Twins. They're playing – I mean, the Twins, yeah, they have Buxton, but, you know, they <coughs> – are they even above 500 right now? They have – Buxton's a the, bit overrated, by the way, but I'll but, say – I'll leave that for another day. I'm, I'm saying real because of the division, because they're in the same division as Detroit. They're in the same division as, as um, 
the White Sox, the Twins, right? So they're Royals. They have an easier. They have an easier way to the to make it. The easier chance to win the division and get into the playoffs. I I also think it's not only on Shane Bieber anymore. I don't know if anybody did. Everybody miss the McKenzie game a few nights ago. He just threw uh-huh. uh, a 1-0 victory against the Astros. Eight innings, eight strikeouts, two hits. Like. If he comes alive and he gives you a solid performance, you have Savelle, you have um, Karen check in the bullpen, you have Clace to clean up, you have Clace as your closer. Like they're 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 a sneaky team. They're a sneaky team in in, in weak division. I think I think they're real. I think they're the realest out of all out of those teams in that division. Mm. That's fair. That's very all fair. right. So the San Francisco Giants. I'm gonna say fake. And that's just because it just is what it is. I mean, last year, I think it was a situation where that this version of the Giants, they got everything out of that last year. I think the last year of their window was last year, and they're probably going to rebuild in the offseason. Um, or if they don't, they'll just do what the Giants normally do and retool and, and get right back on the road with it. Um, but I think as, as for this year, I think now the meltdowns are coming in the bullpen and with their manager – I think the writing's on the wall. I, I don't, I don't see the Giants doing much. Oh, they they fake as hell. Add, I'm adding <laughs> as hell. They're fake as hell. Um, they caught lightning in a in a big ass bottle, pirate ship bottle, uh, <laughs> last year. I I don't even know how they did that. Their fan base is just ridiculous. Like they had astronomical expectations. And you can't expect that to happen um, twice in back-to-back years. No way. I, I, I learned my lesson on that. Um, they still, as again, don't have the hitting. Um, and now they're on and off getting the pitching. They're, you know, I'm not too excited about their prospect um, in, in the minors. Um, I do like the Joey Bart kid, but they, they don't have enough. And in that division, that beast of a division, they're, they're, they're going to be a little bit of a, a, a welcome mat for the rest of the year. I, I, don't, I don't think they're that beast of a division anymore, but that, we'll, we'll have that, that, that talk. No, I mean, as long as they're ran by those Let's talk about the division and the, and the chop up at the end. We'll talk about the division. Yeah, yeah but Yo. I'm just going to tack on same thing, fake. To be honest, not only were they fake last year, I, I think they've been fake over the last 12 years. They've gotten lucky, <laughs> like, every time. Like, other than a couple of good pitching performances and some lucky-ass bullpen, like, maneuvers. Like, everybody that, like, Longoria's never proven. Cueto's not even on the team anymore. All the pitching they had last year, Guzman isn't there anymore. Like, they've been so lucky. Like, Wilmer Flores is still there, like, a damn near starting player. Brandon Belt, yeah. like, Crawford's almost 50. Like, no, like, that team is so, like, lucky. <laughs> like, honestly, like, ugh, I'm, they're, they're, oh. honestly, I have more faith that, like, like, Miami could get to the playoffs than the Giants. So, Me too. So. Starting next year. Starting yeah. next season. Dude, I say it's starting 2019. <laughs> all right, Chris. Yeah. All right, Chris. What are you? What are you thinking? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say fake as well. I'm gonna say you know they're not your 2021 Giants, just like all of you guys it's an said. Agreement. I we you know the 2021 Sweet. Giants all overperformed. I think that um, you look at some of the things that you question is is you saw Jock Peterson's name in the trade deadline didn't go anywhere. They get rid of Ruff. It's it's kind of like they don't know what they're doing. Not saying they don't know what they're doing, but they should have like, dealt Rondon. Look, 
that's what I was gonna say as well. You, they're they're talking about re-signing him, re-signing Jack Peterson. It, it's kind of they're they're old. They're not coming they're, back. They're, they're, <laughs> they just don't. I feel like their best player right now is Estrada, and you know that's your best player. Like that's kind of sad. That guy's made me a lot of money this year. <laughs> yeah, <kinda> but <laughs> that's that's not promising. <laughs> All right, so the White Sox now. I'm saying fake it's just cause the chemistry ain't there. It's just not there for them. They all they all hate the guy they're playing. Fire Tony. Um, yep. Fire Russo. Like, with all the things that have went down with the with the White Sox in the past couple of years when you consider Tim Anderson, you know, bat flipping. And uh, Eloy, Robert, Moncada, like everyone's very expressive on the White Sox. Abreu. And then you just throw in Tony Larusa, who has a very old school way of thinking. I never liked. I him. don't know why they expected it to work, but my take on this, and Wolfie, this might this might get Wolfie to say I'm the bad take guy of the day, but the White Sox remind me of the Mets and how disappointing they are. It's like they get their one run every once in a while. <laughs> I just made the list. Jesus, Jesus I got a you know, full they, page they from you already. Their, Jesus. The, the White Sox, they make their good run every, like, you know, once in a while. But other oh. than that, they always <laughs> are, are very <laughs> frustrating a lot. Like, I want to see Tim Anderson hoist up a World Series trophy. I would love that. Bro, are we going to see it? Probably not. Bro thinks no, Tim Anderson's going to host won't. up a World Series trophy. Yeah, the other day, he's telling me Jose Reyes is overrated. Like, bro, we have Lindor over here about to hit 120 RBIs, and he's worried about Tim Anderson. Who... Right. Tim yeah, Anderson's a free Euro. agent. <laughs> he, Tim Anderson's a free agent this offseason. Yeah, Ricky, let us know. Real or, real or fake? Oh, what, the White Sox? They, they fake yeah. as hell. <laughs> I'm adding as hell. As hell. Like, I don't know what happened to Aloy Jimenez. Luis Robert... Um, Robert, he, I don't know why I thought he was French just now. Um, no, it is. It's he, Robert. Uh, Robert, excuse me. Um, he's not hitting for much power this year. Like, he's hitting, but I expected a little more of a power surge from him. I'm not getting that. Yasmani Grandal, I knew at some point a father time was going to catch up to him. I didn't know it was going to be this season. And same with Abreu, same thing. Father Tom said, nah, that's it. I think it's, it's, it's clip for them. Johan Moncada, and Chris could probably attest to this, you did a good job getting out of that because he's, he's fooled me. I thought he was the next, like, I don't want to say Roberto Alomar as far as in the field, but I thought his bat was going to be transcending. It just never panned out. They have holes everywhere. They're a sponge. It's freaking ridiculous. They're like the moon's crater. There's holes fucking everywhere. Tim Anderson is the only thing I get hype about, and he's a free agent this offseason. The White Sox are a mess. Get him the fuck out of here. Dylan Cease, I don't know how he's carrying that team, but he can't do it alone. Yeah, pack him up. Get him out of here. They're fake as fuck. All right, Wolf, what, what's your, what's your uh, thing? Same thing. I, and it's the same thing almost with San Francisco. I, I've, I've honestly never been high on the uh, White Sox. It's the same thing with, like, the Cubs, where it's like, or in, in in Cincinnati, that one time where I was saying everybody was so hyped up about Cincinnati that one year where it was like, you know, Bauer and Castillo. And it's the same thing when all their hitters were going with Jimenez and Moncada and like, and Robert. Robert. It's like all of a sudden they like were kind of clicking. Everybody's like, oh, look at that, this powerhouse team. 
but like with the way they're constructed and playing, they don't have that like overpowering anything. Like Ricky said, it's just like a hole everywhere. Like there's just so many pieces. The managers just clearly not in control and just not what that bottom. team needs. So it's just like mm. from pitching to hitting to defense to running to bullpen to manager, way too many holes. And I've honestly think they've had these. I mean, they clearly have had these holes for years. They haven't really changed too much. So overall, they've been fake since day one. They haven't had a good right fielder in God knows how long. When was the last good White Sox right fielder? Anyway, yo, Chris, take it away. <laughs> I'm gonna go with fake. I'm gonna say that you know it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Saxy a little bit. Not saying this year's Mets, but I'm gonna say. Oh, I you know, think about, think about the Mets of like you know two years ago. Get your you notepad. Know, and and Wolf. think about Dylan. Think about Cease you as as, as, as your as your Degrom. Think of think of Cease as your Degrom. He throws a fucking jam every time, and and they just can't get the job done for him. That's that's what I'm just saying. That's that's the only comparison yeah. I'm gonna say is Dylan Cease is is Jacob Degrom on the Mets a couple years ago where he would throw a fucking gem and they would not deliver a fucking run for him you know, and he would catch he would catch an L or get a no decision. That's I'll say I'm, this that's, though. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. I mean, and they also I, I guess you could also say the Mets have always looked very good on paper and the White Sox look very good on paper coming into the season. No, but you know, very whenever. Have has Jacob Degrom faced the Detroit Tigers, the Royals, the Guardians? Like, dude, even hey, he faced the Royals and he lost. Dude, even when the Nationals <laughs> sucked, he still had a team that had Soto. What do the Damn. Royals have? Like, dude, like I'll give you. The, I'm just the, saying. I'm just saying. Braves, he's Degrom has never not had thing. Harper in his division. Like, there are I'm, so all many I'm better players is, that the Mets have seen. Like, their division had that boy Eric Hosmer. Let, let, me, let me take it back a little bit. All I'm saying is it's sad to see the year deal. It's sad to see Cease pitching as well as he's pitching and it going to waste on a losing team. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. All right. So, the Brewers. Um, damn, this is, a, this is a good one. Hold on, I gotta see the wild card standing real quick. I I think real, just because they're competing with the Phillies, and I I don't see the Phillies making it. And the only other person that can make it besides the Phillies right now is the Brewers. So I think it's gonna come down to those two. So I I say I say real. I guess I don't think they're gonna make absolutely any noise in the postseason. They never really do. Um, and they just they're just not built for success I think like not even I don't think they're built to win one game in the playoffs they could prove me wrong but I just don't see it from Milwaukee so I'm gonna I'm gonna say real in regards to will they make the playoffs but fake overall if we're talking about true contention um yeah it's like real by default that's where I'm kind of going with this like their division is crazy weak the St. St. Louis is running away um they they still have that three headed monster in their their um rotation. Still have Devin Williams, even though we don't know what he's gonna become now that he's a ninth inning guy. A lot of eighth inning guys have collapsed when given that responsibility to go from setup guy to you know, the 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 head honcho at the in the ninth. 
Um, but their lineup, man, you look at the names and it's like, yo, why are these guys not hitting? Like, I like your, um, her, how do you pronounce, uh, Keston, uh, I, but I, I don't, I don't know what's, I like Urias, um, yeah, yeah Urias, uh, but, um, I really don't know what's up with, um, Yelich, um, Ty, Tyron, um, Tyrone Taylor isn't, it's like, this lineup is, a, it's almost like NL Central White Sox, like just holes everywhere, everywhere you look. Um, dang, that reminded me of the Full House song. Anyway, I'm not gonna start singing. Everywhere you look. Anyway, um, I started anyway. The, yeah, same thing. They they they're real by default because they're gonna limp into the playoffs and get annihilated by the Padres or somebody whoever they they match up with. So Wolf, what you got? I'm going to come at you. I'm going to say they're actually fake. And I'm going to say this is why they're fake. Uh, you got the Padres, the Phillies, and the Braves. They're taking those three wild card spots. Uh, Cardinals are going to knock the Brewers out of first place. Mets are taking first place. Dodgers are taking first place. Those are the other three teams going in. They got rid of Hayter. While I know he was doing bad, Devin Williams could step right in. They have some good pitching. But let's take it like, you know, Freed, Strider, Nola, Wheeler, clearly the Mets, Dodgers, and Cardinals. I honestly think what you guys actually just admitted, you almost kind of said what my point is, which is their hitting just isn't producing. And it hasn't done it all year. A guy like Yelich is just, he went from an MVP to damn it's like a bench couple of years. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to say this. I actually, I think they're fake. They don't have that anything. They're a sponge. They have too many holes. They don't have that top. Two, they, give me like two to three bats on their team that are like a Machado, Tatis, and Yelich, or uh, not a me, one, and, and, uh, and a Soto. You're not gonna find not it. Not a so, one. And and they're, even if they somehow get hot with those other teams in the way, you know what? I'm saying fake. They're relying on Willie Adamas <laughs> to yeah, carry exactly. them, or Kessler, like you said, or um, yeah. anybody else. I mean. They already got rid of yeah. Kane. <laughs> Renfro is oh, he my, still there. <laughs> Kane couldn't slug four hundred. Like it, it, it's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what so. you got, man? I'm gonna go with fake as well. I'm I'm gonna say that they're fake because you look at the Phillies. They they're been hot. They're eight, and then you look at you look at not only the Phillies but you look at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are eight and two in their last ten. The Dodgers are ten and zero in their last ten on a win ten. Like. <laughs> You also have um, the Mets are on eight and two in their last ten. So you look at they've already lost the division lead. They they're just not there offensively. They're very they're very sluggish. They don't have a great bullpen. They got rid of their closer. Like why you got rid of your closer? It kind of sends mixed signals at the deadline. Like you got rid of your your closer. I understand he has been doing as as well as he's been in the past, but you know That's who, why who I else said you they have losers. now. I, I think yeah. um, last thing to say about them is, is just is that you know they just they're just not they're just not as good as the other teams like you I mean uh, but then again you look at the Phillies the Phillies just had Schwarber go down so you have the Phillies coming against a Ooh. big series against the Yankees and the Yankees are pitching all of their I where say the is Nick Castellanos so where is Nick Castellanos. But, He's on Philadelphia. But I no, think I, I think I'm looking for him. He ain't show up all year. I, I think ultimately, where like, is he? 
they don't they don't edge out the Phillies. They definitely don't edge out the Braves. I think three come out of the mm. East. It's gonna be it's gonna be, you know, the Mets, the Phillies, and the and the Braves coming out of the East. And I think you know, uh, just the Cardinals just took the lead in the division. So it's kind of like now they're about to put them in the dust. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that about the closer thing. I think whenever a team moves their closer. Their star closer, not just any closer, a star closer. You're telling your fan base the games that that when we go into the ninth inning are not we're we're not worth saving because we're not going to be we're not going to have leads to protect. He's your so highest. That's that's your that, highest pressure moment. That's your high. That's that's the guy that you you need to bring in to win you a game. That's you know, uh, I yeah. just don't understand. If you look at all the teams that are great this year, they all have a great closer. So, and I think Absolutely. you know you, you gave it to the. That's why else I think the Padres you know do get it together. He's got to come around sometime. I do like Taylor Rogers though, me personally, but he ain't no Josh Hader right. when he's on. Yeah. So we're gonna cap this off with the twins. Now, I say, I say, real. Hear me out. I think the twins are actually a very underrated, dangerous team. They're not gonna be going into the playoffs with all these expectations that they've had in prior years to at least get it done in one division series, at least get by the Yankees at least once. I honestly think if they make it this year, they'll be in a better position to beat the Yankees than they ever have. They ain't never they beat us. Pressure. Look at our, look at their record <laughs> against us. They ain't never beat us. Not met you. But they ain't never beat us. But when I say that, that's not me saying that they're going to beat the Yankees. I just think they have a better chance this year than they've had in the past. Okay, they get. We got like a twenty-one game so, playoff streak the against them. The like, Mets. Something crazy. The Mariners winning. Oh my gosh. The Mariners winning what? Deadline, like giving up everybody for a pitcher that is going to get them past the first round. I will agree. I will agree with you. All right, but anyway, twins, real. I say they're real because that Tyler Maley trade was very underrated. Yes. I think they got Jorge Lopez and Michael Palmer to. Top relievers, All in my right. opinion. Duran is there. So they have White Sonny Sox. Gray, Tyler Maley, Joe Ryan, Dylan Bundy, and Chris Archer. But we, we don't have to talk too much about those two um, because the playoffs are, you know, three or four. And then you just look at their lineup. Like, yeah, Byron, I, I can agree that Byron Buxton is the over. However, I mean, they are pretty good. Completely agree. They're going to be surrounded with postseason legend Carlos Correa. I trust Carlos. They have Luis Arreyes, who is hitting everything. They got Jorge Polanco, who's who's really making. He's back. He bounced back. I've heard more about Polanco this year than I've ever heard about. Yeah, I always liked him. Um, Gary Sanchez has been there before. I mean, I know Gary Sanchez is Gary Sanchez, but he's had this postseason. I have a soft spot for Gary. This is a bunch of guys that have been there before. You have Reyes as well. Reyes. Uh, you have and Gary Sanchez good, on your team. You're an instant fake. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's all three of y'all now. That's all three of y'all. I got I to gotta, I gotta do a whole drive-by. I was only coming to shoot up one house. Now I got to air the whole block out. I gotta spin the block and and all three of y'all. So, like, I can't overall, believe it. I, I don't know. I, I say real. <laughs> no, you're real. You're real. I, it's a really good group of guys. Uh, good group of guys. Rookie. 
Oh, listen. Um, fake. But I mean, oh, not fake. Excuse me. Real <laughs> yeah, by you know. Mm-mm. Real by default. How is it real by default? <laughs> because look, they're not the even division. number one in the division. <laughs> but they're not number one in the. How can you say real? Oh. They lost. Wait, the last I'm talking about to the Angels. So, um, the Guardians are right now the AL Central leaders right now. Yes. That's what y'all telling me. Yes. Holy cow. I still believe in them. I'm still... I, I think by, they're temporary. By two games. They're starting I, to I, separate I the I gap. see... <laughs> when I look at their lineup, I see nothing but experienced bats. Guys that... Even, even if they don't have a World Series or never been to the big, big stage, like the grandest of stages, they, they have a ton of... Po- well, they have Carlos Correa, yeah. Um, through and all, I just trust their lineup. They're just... You know, usually ignorance is bliss, and what does it matter? But um, even in the 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 pen, and you you know, Thomas mentioned the arms that they acquired around the deadline. Um, I just like the the cohesiveness of that team a little more than what the Guardians got going on right now. Um, and again, as we mentioned prior, when we were talking about the White Sox, they have a, a just a smorgasbord of teams to beat up. For the last two months to stack stack wins and and do their thing, and they can low key be a lot more de- like even if the Guardians let's say the Guardians make the playoffs, they they don't really have the fangs to scare anybody. Minnesota low key if we if if I see now I was talking about our winning streak against them, but in a way I really don't want to see them because I know that's in the back of their head, and. All those professional hitters and Carlos Correa, of course, he ain't really crazy about us. I could, I could see them causing problems for somebody. So I'm gonna say they're 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 um they're real by default because just because their division is, you know, poo poo water. But yeah, Wolfie. So you know what? I'm gonna actually, as all that smack I talked, I'm gonna say exactly what you said. I don't like to use that term, but with the Brewers, a little different with me. I think the guard, uh, the Cardinals are better. But with the Twins, default. I don't think the Guardians are good. The White Sox are a fluke. Detroit and Kansas City. So with that being said, I think the Twins are the best to win that division by default. They have good guys. They've been in the lead for most of the year. The Guardians might win some here and there, but I don't think they have enough to sustain it. Polanco's great. Buxton... Good, I do think overrated as well. I'll say that too. Plus, they also actually made some moves. They actually made it seem like they're trying to win. Gary Sanchez and Gio in the offseason wasn't terrible. They did get rid of the Donaldson deal. Like you guys said, Fulmer, Bundy, I actually – I don't. I think he was one of those like kind of Giants pitchers back in the day, you know, thing where it was like, you know, Gosman and all that weren't that great. I think it was the same thing with Bundy when he was with the Angels. But overall, I do think the Twins – are the best to win that division. So I'm going to say real by default, Chris. Uh, I'm going to have to say fake. I think they're fake because, you know, they don't – who is who is their ace? Like, is, none of their guys are, Gray. are a fuck – Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is, is like – is is above three ERA like he's I mean they have they do have I will say they do have a very good offense but when you go into when you 
when you they have a I want to say they have a tougher schedule coming down the line right here. They they just lost the lead. They they I just think the Guardians are a better team. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm sold. I just like the one two combo of Karen Check and and uh, Clace. I really like that combo. I think I think uh, Tristan McKenzie gets it together here and, and kind of and and I think yeah, they McKenzie. just lost. They just lost the division, and and they're talking about one game at a time mindset. Their their head coach is talking about one 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 game at a time mindset, and and we're in the middle of August. Like I, I don't like that. I just, I think they're fake. They're fake, real fake. Like I don't. They, right. don't, they don't have. They don't have a. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't have they don't have a ace man. I I don't like I just don't like it. I I no I don't know. I I just, I don't know man. You got you got Bieber. Who, who okay, so who would you rather have? Who would you have who would you rather have as your one two? Bieber and McKenzie or, or Gray Dylan Bundy and, and Sonny Joe Gray. Ryan. <laughs> oh, I thought you just said I, Joe Ryan. I th- but okay, you said Bundy and Gray, but we. Just, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Joe Ryan. But, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like they clearly have done ace? it all year. So like, have one. I'm taking Tyler Maley and Joe Ryan. Over oh, Tyler Maley, yeah, that too. Uh, I forgot about that trade. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna get we have live guests here. We got Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, Luke Voigt. Enjoy the show. We'll be right back. And you scrub harder between my toes, like, what am I paying you for this pedicure? You know whose feet this is? This is Manny fucking Machado. Wait, hold on. Yeah, hello? Trade? Involving who? Not me, I'm not going no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Juan Soto. Oh. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he ain't as great as me, but... Mm-hmm. For Gore, bye. Okay. Barely knew thee. Abrams? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hazma? Do that shit. What are you even calling me for? Uh-huh. All right, well, get back to me when you complete it. I'm I'm in the middle of a pedicure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're still doing it wrong. You're still doing it wrong. I mean, I've been here for an hour, and this I'm get I'm getting no satisfaction out of it. Then you know you have to do my nails next. Hey, uh, Eric Osmer here. Uh, sorry, just wanted to court myself looking. Sharp. Oh, yeah, you know. Enjoying this weather out in San Diego. About to go take batting practice. Um, it's it's lovely here. We're going to get another ring. Uh, you know, Hosmer Nation, stand up. And I know a lot of you guys out there want to see me winning again. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I know you guys noticed the ring. It never leaves the finger. I did everything for KC. I'm going to bring a ring to San Diego, too, don't you? Wait, hold on. I'm getting a call. Yeah, what's up, man? 
trade. Trade. Oh, oh, okay. Washington. Yeah, I'll let you know how I feel about it. I gotta think real hard about that. Yeah, Washington. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let Eric Hosmer handle it. Just give me a second. Let's trade it to Washington. Well, good thing I have a, a hat ready. Uh, let's try this bad boy on. Uh, let's see here. I got this hat because I uh, thought I was going to get traded there uh, from uh, Kansas City back in the day. You know? So good thing I still... Uh... Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no. Wait, hold on, hold on. They calling me back. Yeah, hello? Who gave him a no trade clause? Y'all? I mean, I understand you giving me one, but fuck was y'all thinking? Okay. Lou? Just get this shit done, all right? I, I got better things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, I don't I don't think Tatis cares. I promise you he don't care. Okay. Well, I got a um coconut mask I'm about to throw in my face, so if you may, if you may you know, we can speak about this when I get to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know who the fuck I am. Please don't call with bullshit no more. Uh, Josh Bell also, whatever, get it done. Oh, oh, this is just fucking great. So not only am I going to Washington, he's not even part of the fucking deal, and now he's hightailing it out of fucking San Diego to Boston? Are you kidding me? I'm going to get the motherfucker on the phone right now. Hey, yo, H-Man. Yeah, yeah, you know already who this is. What the fuck is going on? No, 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 no bro, bro. You didn't need I should have stayed on the fucking Yankees. Whew. Thank you, Manny Machado, for the wise words. <laughs> <laughs> All Listen. right, so yeah, we're going to wrap this no up. No segment We this like to chopped up. So we're basically, we're just going to chop it up on some final takes. Me, I'm going to start this off by saying, listen, guys, I know I said what I said about the steroids, but Adderall is nuts. Adderall is one hell of a drug. Adderall, I I feel like if steroids came back, you'd have to ban Adderall because that is a different level of focus that not a lot of humans are ever going to feel. Anyway, and the sec my second opinion on the steroids thing was that Ryan Braun is one of the biggest clowns to walk this earth. But I just want to talk about that story real fast on how he literally got a whole FedEx worker fired and almost sued FedEx for messing up his drug sample just to admit that he did it like a couple months later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grade A, A-hole move, like old-timer. He was, he was becoming my favorite player in the league, him and Matt Kemp. They were like really, really good. I loved watching them. Yeah, I loved them. And it just did so badly. Yeah, I loved him. Ryan Braun was my guy. Him and Prince, that was a fun, 
fun little time, man. Um, Bad rolls, nuts. I'm gonna say one, one uh, last thing about steroids, and then I think we can leave it dead. Is you still gotta hit the fucking ball, right? So you still gotta have yes, the eye yes. contact. You still have to be able to to have those quick hands. So uh, that's all I'm gonna say about steroids. And baseball is the hardest sport, in my opinion, just on the fact that you have to hit a 90 mile per hour ball in the span of like what two seconds. And think about going against. Think about going against like a, a U Darvish slider, right? Like when it's when it's fucking in your left-handed hitter, like <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's, the, the, stupid the, the, it, it's it's coming in and then it you swing and miss and it hits your back left ankle. Like what the what the <laughs> world? Um, uh, yo, I, I I really feel like a kid as far as this playoff race. Like this is the the most exciting playoff race. I mean, in both leagues that um, that I've experienced in quite some time, man. I'm talking, that, but maybe a, like decades plus. And even as a Yankee fan, um, a lot of Yankee fans who's probably watching this right now, they're not going to like this. But um, I've really, well, Wolf may like, like to hear this. I was raised by nothing but Mets fans. My great grandfather, my great grandfather was a, um, a minor league umpire, um, uh, not a minor league umpire. He briefly um, was a Negro league umpire and did a little bit of minor league umpiring. Um, and he was a lifelong Met fan. My great grandmother, God rest her soul, lifelong Met fan. My grandmother, lifelong Met fan. Her boyfriend, lifelong Met fan. My pop, lifelong like I'm nothing, nothing but Met fans. I'm, I'm the, I am the only. Yankee fan, but I always, you know, I grew up watching no Gooden and Strawberry. Like yeah. <laughs> Damn Strawberry. <laughs> I choked on my spit just now. Oh, my God. Pause. Oh, my God. It's my spit. Pause. <laughs> so, um, yo, yeah, I grew up, I grew up on Gooden and Strawberry, so I always got a soft spot for the Mets, man. Um, so to see them having the year that they're having, it really, it takes me almost back to like when the 9-11 hit, you know, Subway Series. And, uh, of course I would love to see that again, but if we don't make it, which I think we're not going to make it, someone's going to upset us. I feel like my, my Yanks are going to get upset. Um, I'm kind of pulling for the Mets to, to hold it down for us. I'm not even going to lie. I already showed you that they're my franchise in MLB. They're just the most fun team. Listening, listening to Mets and Yankee fans is hilarious. It's a whole lot of, I don't think we're going to make it. I feel like a... Hell yeah, we're going to beat everybody. It's never anything in between. As of right now, I'm a, I'm a Mankey fan. Right now, it's, Mankey if we don't fan. win, it, it's, it's we, if we don't win, I hope you guys win. That's that's the new Mets-Yankees talk I'm right a now. Yet, I'm a Yes no, fan. But, no, but Chris, keep this in mind. I always said this about your team, too. I was like, if you ever, if, if look, if we're going to get eliminated, I say this with any team. If you eliminate me from the playoffs, you have to win it all. Like, I always had, I don't care what yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm like, usually on If that you eliminate too. me, you better go all the way. Because then I could say, oh, we lost to the eventual yep. champions. I could live with, I could go to sleep at night. So. Yep. But not not if you're the Nationals in like 2017 losing to the Cubs who got swept by the Dodgers literally the series after. But oh, oh my God, the misery! <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to bounce off of that though, to just continue, oh. I was gonna say the same thing with the Mets. You gotta remember, I've, I'm 27 years old, so I've seen 
only a couple met runs that have actually been rememberable. But uh, 2015, <laughs> like, that wasn't even, like, a expected run. We were trying to come back in the season. Most of the season we were in second place to the Nationals, actually. Go figure, Saxby. But, like, we weren't, like, oh, my God, like, the Mets are going to go to the World Series. Like, we made that Cespedes move, and we were cranking. But, like, we were still running, like, Lucas Duda at first base. Like, Daniel Murphy just happened to step up. Like, dude, I'm pretty sure Eric Campbell was still on the bench. Like, we weren't, what like, year, a, Daniel Murphy's what, a really what nice year player. was the, the infamous Adam Wainwright curveball? 2006. Uh, oh, wow, wow, wow. So you're talking yeah, 2000, sure well, like 2000 for the Yankees, 2006, 7, like 15, 16. But like, this is the first year that I'm about to see like the best Met record team ever. Not like, we're not talking like they had a 90 win season. They're on pace to win like almost 110 games. This is going to be like one of the best seasons I've ever seen with some of the best stats and players I've ever seen. Jose Reyes, which was literally on the cover of an MLB video game at one point, had 81 RBIs in his best season. Lindor has that, and it's it's August 11th. Like, are we kidding me? Like, this is a team I've never seen before. So right now, like Ricky said, like, I'm a Met fan, so I think I got to see that. If the Yankees do what they do, I'm glad with that too. But I'm just living it up right now because it's, it's some of the best baseball I've ever seen in my life, and I'm just going to enjoy every second of it. And the Mets are not going to win in your lifetime. Watch out this year. Watch this. Steve Cohen's coming for you. We ain't messing around. <laughs> Max Scherzer's going to win it for us this year, and he's going to go down to the Hall of Fame as a Met. I'll hate you. Dude, watch this. He's going wow. to win three in a row, and he's going to go down to the Hall of Fame as a Met. Whoa, three in a row. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. That would be the whole team. Oh, someone's oh, back. Someone's back. One. Rick, Rick, what happened? Oh, my phone was on. All right, All right, Chris, what's your uh, what, what's your final take? My final take is, one, Yankees, Mets fans, the same type of people. They, they say, you know, if I – they're both saying, if I don't win, I hope you win. And I think, you know, that's just – that's just very cute. That's my first take. I think uh, my my second thought is uh, I, I enjoyed the trade deadline. We talked a lot about it today. I, I really enjoyed the trade deadline this year. I think, um, you know, there was a lot of trades. There was trades that made sense. There was trades of, of player playoff contenders or wannabe contenders, as we talked about today, that made a push to try to make the playoffs. I think it's good for the sport. And um, my last, the last thing I want to say is, is I liked the All Star Game and how you know there was that Julio Rodriguez show kind of thing in the Home Run Derby. It's kind of showing like the new face of baseball, the game changer. Um, so you know those, that's that's my last, my last three thoughts that were were on my mind tonight. Yeah, I can't wait to get my Julio Rodriguez jersey. If MLB Shop would just replenish it, man, that jersey is so hard to get. <laughs> By the way, don't, the be mad that don't be mad that there's two New York teams and there's not like Boston Red Sox and like the Cambridge like I just like Cancuns uh, or something like. 
it, it's never it's you know what it is it, it was never like that back in the day you know Mets fans never liked the Yankees like it just in the in the 90s in the in the 2000s like the Mets like the Mets and the Red Sox were were closer friends than the Yankees and the Mets so do we I, realize I just, Boston's it's, out it's there and Philly's the out time. there New York's got to stick together <laughs> Adderall's nuts <laughs> <laughs> Still got to hit the ball. All right, so we'll be right back. When we come back, we're all going to introduce you guys to a game that we're going to play every time. And it's called Who Gets Subbed Out or Who Gets Glorified. So basically what's going to happen is that everyone has sent me votes of who they think had the worst takes today. And uh, then whoever that person is, they have to go on mute while the other three roast them and their team for three minutes. And then the person that got voted gets to come back for only 30 seconds, speak his piece. It, it's never, it's, you know what it is? It, it was never like that back in the day. It, it's never, it's, you know what it is? It, it was never like that back in the day. It, it's never, it's, you know what it is? It, it was never like that back. It, it's never, it's, you know what it is? It, it was never like that back in the day. All right, and we're back, guys. It's time to figure out who got voted out. So I'm going to read these votes. I'm going to read them epically. All right, ready? So the first vote is for Ricky. <laughs> That's my one vote. Gee, I wonder who that could have been. The second vote. No clue. It's for me. <laughs> The third vote was for Wolfie. Bullshit. <laughs> and the fourth vote was for me, so I'm going to go on mute. You guys have three minutes to do your thing. Fuck you all. There you go, Rick. <laughs> Yo, you know how bad the Nats are? Like, I'm playing MOB one day, and I kid you not, I think I, I didn't even aim my pitches i just threw it down the middle every time every time and i threw like a two hit no like a two a two hit shutout against these <laughs> i didn't even said yo i didn't say hi and in i didn't locate nothing i just threw everything down the middle and still got a shutout like that's disgusting that's that's crazy that's almost impossible i've given up home runs to guys with like 20 power and yo I'm like nothing, yo. That that's that's crazy. <laughs> yep. The Nationals are so terrible. And it's so funny. It's like they literally traded every player away. They literally gave Bryce Harper to like one of the guys in their division. They literally have Strasburg walking around in a cast that's like 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 this. And then they're like, Oh, you know, the World Series, the World Series. Yeah, I'm jealous of you guys doing baby shark in the crowd. No, like nationals are trash. Mets are taking over. No one literally remembers that Rendon's gone. Zimmerman retired because he doesn't want to be there anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Shark, yeah. Parra even said, "I'm getting the hell out of there." So, yeah, the the, the Nationals. There you go, Chris. I'm just gonna say, you know, in the beginning of the show, Saxby said his favorite player was was Julio Rodriguez <laughs> out of nowhere while wearing a Juan Soto jersey. So the only thing worse than the Nationals has to be the National fans and their loyalty to the team because he just gave up on his favorite player just like that. As soon as he got traded away. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. 
I uh, I stand by my opinion when I said that the White Sox are the Mets because, let's face facts, the Mets are the biggest underachievers, I think, in a very long time. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is my favorite player. Uh, you know, when, when you say the Nationals fans, I agree with you because I, I really, if you guys need a hobby out there, you three included, if you guys really need a hobby, I recommend joining any Nationals fan page and watch the absolute crazy crack these guys smoke it's actually very entertaining to see because our fan base is it's either unmarried men who are very grumpy old women who have no idea what they're talking about or just those very few people that are young and eccentric and we we hate our lives almost but you know being a nationals fan has been a fun ride that's what i have to say We'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds. We're all right. <laughs> but all right, guys, that was the first episode. I think Ricky's phone. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's out. He, he's out like a light. <laughs> he was like, peace. Uh, just, just, some, just some background. Uh, we were basically just like doing all this so before his phone died it still died that's funny um, but thank you to everyone if you did get through all this i'm sure some of you did the others that didn't i definitely don't blame you this was long this was great though you're you missed out that's what she said but <laughs> this was this was a very beautiful start um to a very long great journey that we're gonna have over these Drops next few months here. however However long, drop some feedback, follow the Facebook page, follow the Instagram page, follow the YouTube page, follow us like you guys are joining a crusade. Let me get off this. You guys and everyone else have a good night. Let's get it.